am I your fire, your one desire? Yes, I know it's too late, but I want it that way. I should have been in a boy band, man. <laughs> I, I should have been in a boy band. I thought you were going to keep on going. Tell me why. <laughs> Ain't nothing but a heartache. It's a classic. Oh, man, a that's classic. the best. Thanks. I, I, I'm sure my mother will be happy about that she'll one. She'll be happy oh, with yeah. that. She's going to watch it? She's going to listen? Oh, she'll watch it for sure. Probably. She's probably been thinking about it all night. How, lo- how long have you been in the business, man? Uh, uh, I started my own business in 2010 when my first son was born. Okay. And there were some rough patches. There were, I wasn't really, my mindset wasn't really there. But Aquastop started in uh, February of 2020. 2020. So like peak COVID. So you had a decade of education. More. I started doing this, uh, I was on job sites. Same trade? Waterproofing? Uh, yeah. Waterproofing since I was about 20. Okay. But uh, just construction in general with my Zio and my Nono, uh, probably since I was about 10. Wow. Yeah, yeah. And you chose one of the easiest trades. Yeah. And I'm totally being sarcastic, oh, man. man. You got br- one of the brutal. most difficult ones, man. It's brutal. It's brutal. But it's uh, it teaches you a lot, though. About life in general and everything? About life, about work ethic, about uh, old school values and traditions, about being able to wake up early every day with an alarm clock and really seize the day. Yeah. Walking with purpose, uh, taking pride in what you do. Yeah. It's, it's so I, I, I have... I'll be forever grateful for a construction industry, for sure. Well, we'll get into it. Uh, welcome to the show, Antonio. Thank you so much for having me. I appreciate it's, it's it. It's a blast to have you. I know that we've chatted so many times, uh, all kinds of uh, DMs back and forth. And yeah. it's always still new to me to like speak to somebody that and get to know somebody just through messages on a on a social platform for sure and then finally speak to them in person either on the phone and then get them in the studio and start talking and then we just kind of click because we're talking construction so for sure no totally we have the same mindset i have a lot of respect for the business that you built and and the quality that you provide and and it's like it's no joke you do good work period thank you that's as simple as that right i'm very respectful of the crew that you put together and i think that you can see it in your post that you genuinely care about the homeowner's home 100 percent. it's not yeah. your home but you genuinely care about that home right and you're not yeah. doing the pretty things you're not no. installing kitchen cabinetry That's right. you're not doing intricate tile work yeah. you're in the dirt yeah you're in the dirt it's 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 crazy because like even you know when you first when we're first hiring guys and we're telling guys listen you got to be meticulous i want my membrane flush I want full coats of tar and i know sometimes they're thinking like but nobody's ever even gonna see it i know but it's just I'm warranting it for 25-year exterior. And you don't want to go back. No. And and, it is, and I don't even want to go back because it's going to cost me money. I don't want to go back because I don't want to look like I didn't provide what I said I was going to provide. Yeah. So it's 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 more than just going back and losing money. It's just, it's my name is on it. And I feel like it's very important. We got a lot to talk about. I want to just share all the deets uh, with everybody. Antonio hey, Pereira, right? Pereira, yeah. Pereira. Yeah. Uh, Aquastop Waterproofing, www.aquastopwaterproofing.com. And you want to give out the no, phone number? Oh, yeah. It's 647. No, I'm, I'm just asking because a, oh, yeah, a lot yeah. of people put the phone number on here. And I just like, I, I've done the stupid thing of putting my number out there as well. And <laughs> you get bombarded, but hopefully you'll get some work out that's, of it as well, the, too. That's the plan. Yeah. 647-631-4144. And then his email is aquastopwaterproof at, uh, sorry, aquastopwaterproof at gmail.com and then on ig it's at aqua dot stop and then on facebook aqua stop 
waterproofing. And then on TikTok, it's aqua.stop. Yes, sir. I want to do a quick shout out to Carlos, and I'm wearing his tee, Caveman Landscapes. I've been chatting with him quite a bit. He's been yeah. having a good season, which is great. Yeah. So I want to thank him for the tea. Unleash your voice on the Construction Life podcast community. Are you passionate about the world of construction, trades, and all things building related? The Construction Life podcast wants to hear from you. Leave us a review, share your thoughts, insights, and experiences on your favorite podcast channel. Your review fuels our mission to create engaging and informative content for the construction community. Your feedback is a mortar that holds our podcast together. So share your thoughts, rate us, and let the construction community know why the Construction Life is your go-to podcast. Visit our website and check out the over 400 tradespeople and construction professionals listed on our site. Check out www.theconstructionlife.com for additional content, behind-the-scenes exclusives, and valuable resources. Dive deeper into the construction world with articles, guest profiles, and more. Follow us on social at TCL underscore The Construction Life. Subscribe to our video channels on YouTube and Rumble. Check out our link tree and find exclusive discounts for listeners. The link is in the IG bio. Join the conversation on Facebook, the Construction Life community. Uh, and that's that's all the shout-outs that I want to do right now. But I want to get into the wonderful world of waterproofing. <laughs> but you do, I mean, I mean, Antonio, you do more than just waterproofing, right? We do, we do because I, I, I have a broad knowledge, like watching my my uncle and my grandfather and what like my, my uncle is probably the best natural stone flagstone and interlock installer i've ever seen so i i learned a lot that before even waterproofing and then waterproofing i took it really really seriously but uh, we, we definitely specialized more veering towards interior and exterior waterproofing uh residential commercial industrial um but i love to do flagstone i absolutely love it um it's it's so you what parts you're handling everything now you're yeah, everything. i mean okay we're in toronto so obviously yep. basements are a big thing a Huge. lot of americans out in the west and even in out far as uh, western bc and everything that yeah. they're, they, they don't necessarily focus on the basements no sometimes they're building on rock so yeah. they can't have a basement yeah um but here in ontario and most of canada and a lot of the eastern side of the u.s basements are a thing basements yeah. i've always said it from my early days of social media i never called it a basement i called it a third floor yes that's the same square footage as the other main floor and the second floor and why can't you treat it just because there's smaller windows and just because it's below grade yeah. doesn't mean that it can't be a beautiful space but that starts with waterproofing yeah and the homes are not built properly and i i can't stand it when i just see the bare minimum obc code crap right. That's and trash. this is what it's garbage. It's absolute trash. Some of the things that we see that are like just like builder grade code, absolute trash. No care, no nothing at all. Membrane lower than grade, bituminous, not even applied in full. Yeah. Pinholes for form for poured concrete foundations, wide open. Wow. Uh, and like you said, the basement should be able to be utilized, especially now. Yeah. You should be able to utilize that as square footage, just like you would your main floor and your upper level. But it needs to be dry. It, it can't be damp. It can't have that musty smell. It, yeah. it, it needs to be taken care of. The foundation is the most important of everything, right? So uh, for me, I like being able to give the homeowner peace of mind. Like, listen, your basement is dry now. It's warranted. You can now take the steps to 
create this space for whatever it may be, yeah. yourself, your children, whatever you may be, and have the peace of mind that you're never have to, gonna have to go downstairs when it's raining and shop back a puddle. So it's important. It's very like important. It's, it's funny how that was a norm. Yeah. Like, and, and we all know, I mean, you work all over the GDA. So you, oh, yeah. you've seen, and I've worked in really broken up basements, oh, like yeah. rubble, stone foundations, yeah. no footing. And now the technology is, you know, poured concrete or you're doing an addition and you have concrete block yep. and then you do, you do the waterproofing on that side. But I go back to the OBC where I've got a problem that once you back, you know, you backfill everything, it's crazy if you don't do it properly yeah what's the point because all you're doing now is that it's not going to leak right away no it's it may take a few years to leak yeah but it will eventually leak for sure and just because you're backfilling and hiding it and you're thinking ah it's completely safe and then we'll get into i mean i also want to talk and i like that you brought up hardscape yeah you get homeowners that are not necessarily I don't know if it's their fault or if they're just not educated or they just look at their property like here's an opportunity for us to put a bed, yeah. to put a planner, yeah. to put something that is basically letting Mother Nature back into the home. Yeah, And I yeah. mean, like you, there's a reason why you see downspouts that are down and then out on an angle away from the home. Absolutely. You don't come back and all of a sudden cut that downspout and then put a planner box there and keep on watering that over no. and over and over and over. And, and you know, even if it is... Like even if I'm completely water, if I've completely waterproofed the foundation, I would still suggest that doesn't necessarily mean that because you're not going to get water that you should just add an abundance of water up against the foundation. The hydrostatic pressure alone yes. will cause so much damage to the foundation. Yes. But without that waterproofing, for somebody, you know, a hardscape project, they, they can go for, you know, upwards of twenty to $50,000 depending on yep. what material you use. Yep. So... To spend all of that money to have a guy like me in three years when the water starts penetrating to come and rip all of that up, it's incredibly invasive. It, it'll almost never look the same, not for the first two years anyways. Yeah. What's, what's the point? What, why spend all that money on that? It'll look great. But don't you want to protect it so that it'll look great for 20 years where you won't have to have me come there and rip it up to fix the issue behind that? It's, I don't know if... It, I feel like it, it's definitely a lack of experience or knowledge within that. Yeah. You can't blame everybody. Some people you give your your honest professional opinion, they either take it or they don't. The problem is that your honest professional opinion is attached to a five-figure number. That's the problem. I don't yeah. care what house it is. I don't care what part of the city. That's right. Your bare minimum, and that's low in my opinion, $10,000, right? Very so we're low. talking five figures, right? Yep. You, whenever I quoted it or I spoken to a client that I said, listen, you should do this. And I've dealt with a lot of homes in Toronto where I'm dealing with old, old foundations, oh, yeah. right? Oh, yeah. I'm like, your bare minimum, thirty to 40000 it's going to climb from there. It depends on how many things we have to move out of the way. If yep. there's your AC unit or what have you, if you have a, a standby generator, yeah. all this stuff's got to get moved out of the way for us to take care of this problem. Yep. But if you don't want to do it because you're hearing this five figure number, then fine, don't do it. But sure enough, karma has a funny way of kicking construction's ass <laughs> and your basement's going to flood at some point. Yeah. And flooding is not, I'm not talking about a submarine. I'm like, no. you could have an inch of water in your basement. Now your basement is toast. You toast. have to fix it a certain way. Yeah to get rid of all that yeah because it's just do clients understand all these construction materials are porous like concrete is porous i, I try to explain every literally every client it's amazing you said that 
every client that I speak to, I tell them concrete is a very, very hard sponge. Yeah. It is the capillaries in that concrete yeah. are so porous, it's sucking in water as much as you can. So without that bituminous protection on it and without that membrane, the dimple board membrane to alleviate that yep. pressure and allow water to run freely away, yep. you're setting yourself up for like that five figure can go from a low 20 to a high 70 yeah, totally. in a snap. Totally. But there's reasons attached to that. Of course. And not yeah. there isn't a single honest tradesperson that's doing this labor, this work, this yeah. scope that isn't inflaming that number just for their pocketbook. Oh. They're doing it because that's what's involved. And a lot of the time it always begins with hand digging. Yes. Because of risks. Yes. I mean, I know that you've shared on your post where it's like, okay, we had the markings. Yeah. All, all the utilities came. And and sure enough, it doesn't matter what home you are. Nope. There's always that yellow line that's representing the gas line. Yes. And a gas line, automatically mandatory, no machinery. None at all. You can't. So it's None hand dug. And you got to be cautious with the hand digging too. Because a spade is a knife. Oh, it, it's You'd be surprised how, how easily that shovel will pierce that. Yeah, and you know, you, you almost have to... You have to feel while you're yeah. digging. Yeah. But you, and there's nothing worse. Like I, I, oh. I, I heard like that sound of piercing a gas line. Oh, it's, it's terrifying. Like, it's scary as hell. It is, especially <laughs> if the homeowner's home, it is absolutely terrifying. And, and basically the whole Fast and the Furious, like safety crew comes, the oh, fire yeah. trucks come, ambulance come, police oh, yeah. come, everybody they comes. Block the whole street off. Yeah. Yeah. People are getting evacuated. Um, Enbridge on site. Fire! Uh, it is not a good day. No, it's it's it, it it's like a it's like a scene from a movie. Yeah, literally, yeah, it's terrible, right? And, and, and it's but that whistling, dangerous. that whistling sound. Oh, yeah. And there's a risk. There's a, a total risk that if there is an open flame or a spark somewhere, oh, it's see you later. Yeah. yeah, and it's not just your home; it's your neighbor's home Everybody. and anybody that's nearby in the vicinity. <laughs> and then there's yeah. a, like it's just dangerous. We're not talking that that happens, but if you're not a professional yeah. and you don't know what you're doing yeah. and you want to just get into the game yeah. because you hear that you can charge seven figure or five yeah. figures, right? Yeah. You're like going, uh, maybe you should educate yourself more before you start getting into this. Most, most definitely, like even like I've got a couple of young young bucks on the crew, and. I'm obviously apprehensive about, I still don't think that they're ready to even trace the gas line. And, you know, they're they're eager. They're young. They want to learn. Yeah. And they want to be part of it. And so, you know, they're like, oh, I'll do the gas line. It's like, well, I don't think you're ready for that. And that's, I'm not just, not, I'm not knocking you just because you're young. Because yeah, yeah. I was young too. Yeah. But it's, and it's not even about the charge that Enbridge charges you to put it back together. It's just the safety involved. It's the safety involved. It's, ter it's terrifying. You know, like that whistling sound, even the, the soil, you see the soil drying up instantly. It's, it's absolutely terrifying. I, I hit one once uh, when I was about 20, Well, it's, it's inevitable that you, the amount of work that you do, that yeah. there's always going to be a chance. It's not yeah. that it's fault of your own. No, of course. It's just you're going in harm's way on a daily basis. Yeah, literally. So, and you're still being cautious of how to do it and how to excavate it properly. It's going to happen. Yeah. But it, it also, like, and you correct me if I'm wrong, Antonio, it should happen. Because I think you, it, should, yeah. you should prepare for it. 100%. So then you know how to handle it. 100%. Right? I, I prepare for the worst every job. Yeah. I prepare, and I also prepare for the worst case scenario for the homeowner every job. Like, you know, there's contingencies that you set up and that have nothing to do with, like, even hitting a gas line. But as a business owner, I need to, I know that there's, 500 issues that could potentially happen within the first hour of us being on site 
And I need to be well prepared to be able to attack that and tackle that issue like at the drop of a hat. Yeah. So it's, it's very meticulous. A lot of it, and it, it's hard, like you said, it's, you got to dig very, very cautiously, but then you, but you still have to dig too, right? And then you see a lot of guys, they'll clear the gas line. And sometimes you may be able, depending on how long your stretch is, you may be able to pull the gas line over towards the bank or hook it against the house and still be able to potentially utilize a machine. But even, even with all of my knowledge and experience, I've seen that done before. I still, not for me, I'll dig it by hand. It's kind of like, I don't know enough of it, but I know enough for me to say, I don't know why we don't protect those gas lines much better because you've got hydro coming in where any new homes that are being built outside of Toronto, Toronto is just a shit show with all the above wires. Uh, Everything's just a mess on the ground. Like they just, it was built poorly because the city was run poorly and it's just history is just dictated that it's going to continue to be run that way but now you get new subdivisions that are being built and they're being a little smarter about running the things on the ground but i'm just confused how like you tell me what is it a three-quarter line for gas quarter inch line yellow plastic i i've I've been saying for 20 years why isn't it in steel and hydro has um a pvc conduit yep and I think they've upgraded it now to two inches so then they two can inches. start upgrading to 200 amp services. So you have to run the lines through that. Yep. So you've, you've got that. It's, it's a, I think it's like three mil or I don't know if it's exactly a quarter inch thick conduit. Yeah, it's a lot harder to pierce. You can like hit it with spade. I, you'd have to really hit it hard yeah. to break it. Yep. But you're right. The gas line is so sensitive. Like, the, like the, it, it's easy to break. It's Why not? extremely easy to break. Is it a tracing thing? No, it can't be a tracer. It can't thing. be. It, it can't be because I mean, the the tracer wire, like if, even if they just used galvanized steel, let's say, the tracer wire is a complete. It's copper, so that that tracer's tracing the copper. So you you would still be able to wrap that galvanized steel conduit with a tracer wire and still be able to trace it. I mean, I was always a fan of hard pipe gas runs. Yeah. I still am a fan of it. Yeah. I know that it's more work. Definitely. I know the threading is a lot of work. I know that it's more expensive if you want to pro-press it. Yep. Um, I get all that stuff. But when they started introducing Warflex, right, and all kinds of flexible gas lines, um, sure, it made the trade easier. Sure. It made the scope easier. But there was risk. Like, you could, in theory, misfire a gun yeah. and hit it and pierce it. Oh, yeah. But if you misfire a gun on a cast iron run... Mm. You hope that it doesn't ding right, ricochet back into your face, right? Yeah, that's where I mean, there's good and bad to certain things. Of course, that's why I think that I mean, I guess that it would be more expensive for the utilities to start running the gas lines in a uh, an encased conduit of some sort to protect. I think it definitely would, but I also feel like a part of it is like it's it's all it's all about money. So, you know, if you do pierce a gas line, the the cost that comes with getting that repaired, it's astronomical. You what know, is this? Like a ten thousand dollar fine right grand, off the bat? Ten grand. So and you know, for for a small business, that's a lot. Even for a, like a guy who has experience, who knows the importance of digging on the gas line, it could be his third job ever. And now he's ten. He he's, he hasn't even made ten grand yet. Yeah, he's out of the big game at he's that done. point. Oh, yeah. you're done. So you you have something like that. You're finished. because that's not even your profit. No, that's like that's done. You're done. And even like you said about profit, you know, like sometimes I, these these potential clients will hear that five-figure number and they'll think, well, like, how, how much is this guy juicing me? But your profit margin isn't even that huge to start. So you, you, they think you're making 
an abundance of money. But in retrospect, after WSIB insurance, oh, you cover you're making nothing. You're, you're making a decent wage. You're doing decent well. Wage. But for in, in my opinion, you guys should be charging more 100%. because of the work that's involved. 100%. And especially that now we're into the end of fall and we're getting ready to winter. And obviously I think this week is all minus, Yes, you know, we're dealing with minus temps right now. So we know that the ground is getting frozen. Yep. So it makes it harder for you guys to dig at that point. Yes. It makes it more uncomfortable. Then if you start factoring in rain, yeah, oh it yeah. just gets heavier. It gets nastier. It's it brutal. It's bad. It gets brutal. Um, the soil conditions, especially if it's raining, you don't even want to put guys in a hole at that point. Yeah. Cave-ins, even with shoring and, it's just there's so many variables with the weather changes. I, I try to veer more towards interior scopes of work at this time of the season until about March. Yeah. The odd one will come in where, you know, we do a job for a certain contractor, gives us a lot of work and says, I, I really need you there. We'll go there. But, you know, like you said, a lot of the guys that are bringing us in to do an exterior scope at this point in the season, they have to be understanding that the cost from doing it now as opposed to in June, it's different because I'm up against so many other yep. other obstacles. You have to, you have to factor that you in. You have to. You right? have to. I mean, so, we understand that you want to get your project moving along. The client sure. is pressuring you. You maybe had delays or what have you, yeah. but now the client is thinking, let's get all the dirty nastiness out of the way during the hard winter months. Yeah. But <laughs> you remember that statement about get the dirty nasty out of the way in the mon winter months, yeah. it involves individuals being in that environment yes of course and that's a hard scope of work it's very hard you know you see it in the guy's eyes sometimes yeah in february it's like guys it like, ain't fun oh man. they're looking at me like man why but it's it, 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 it i feel blessed because you know like we were talking about when it, yeah. outside some guys are some guys are already on pogey really yeah so they're already some guys are that. already you know by the time november hits unless you're doing snow removal you have nothing. I know, but then you start. See, that's the whole. Just to stay busy, but it's is it is it, is, is it just to busy the mind, just so then you won't veer off and think I've, about what's going on. And for me, no, it would never be that. Yeah, uh, because my like my I'm so I'm so ingrained into this that my mind will never veer off course. Even if I have nothing going on, my mind is still on this. Yeah, but uh, for some guys, yeah, to stay busy, uh, just because bills are coming in, uh, because their guys got families to feed. Pogi sucks, shit money. Um, I feel like those definitely play a role into just trying to get whatever you can at this point in the season. Um, but even still, I, as long as it's something that you're going to... If you care about the little fill-in stuff in the winter, the same way you care about your your everyday business when the season's thriving, yep. you'll still be okay. You know, you, 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 you'll make it through that. But the winters, the winters are tough. But you, you also built your business like, okay, we're, we're talking about waterproofing exterior yep. right off the bat, but there's also other ways that you can do the reverses on the inside where Definitely. you basically, it's always nice. It's a, it's a nice expression to give to the client when you tell them, yeah, we're going to let the water come in, yeah. but we're going to tell where the water's going to go. Yeah. I, I told them all the time. It's <laughs> it, That's more of like a water management as opposed yes. to waterproofing. Yeah. And so sometimes you see their eyes bulge because they're like, oh, so w w what are you going to do to the wall? Well, it's I'm not going to sound anything. like a waterfall and you're in a Japanese garden. That's right. It's not going to be like that. No. <laughs> but, you know, like when they hear, well, oh, you're not making any repairs to the wall? Well, no, because I, I can't I can't just repair it from the inside. That hydrostatic pressure is going to push whatever I put anyways. Yeah. So we're going to be allowing this water to continue to come in. We're just going to mitigate it. Yeah. 
We're going to direct it to where we want to go, which is the sump pump. Yeah. And it's going to discharge it away from the house. That's, that's why you're doing, which is what you want to do. Of course. Yeah. That's what your system on the outside perimeter of the home is doing anyway. Absolutely. That's what the weeping towel is for. Yeah. So that's, but we're doing it on the reverse because you've spent so much money on the exterior that you've got so many intricate things. Could be a deck, could be a walkway, Anything. could be planners, it could be all kinds of stuff that to remove all that stuff is just going to be astronomical, right? You know, it's, it's very rare that you find a client. Sometimes I do, but it's rare to find a client who's got stamped concrete, who's got Japanese maple in the front of the house. And they're like, you know what, Antonio? I want it fixed from the outside. Do it. Very rare that they're going to tell me that. Okay, we'll get back to the interview in a second, guys. But if you haven't already signed up for Phil, you should do it now. The marketplace is free and full of great listings. Find closer sites and make soil reg compliance easy. Phil's low tracking blows the competition away. It's a good looking and simple app. You get a real-time view of all your sites, hauls, and trucks right in your pocket. What if the other guy doesn't have Phil? No problem. They can sign up and send or receive the first truck in five minutes. No sales calls or IT guys needed. You can also invite other companies to join your hauls like engineers, landowners, or even municipalities. Tracking doesn't require drivers to do anything. And there's a 14-day free trial. I bet you can move a lot of dirt in 14 days. Sign up for free on the website at www.getfill.app. That's www.getfill.app. You can also search Phil in the App Store. But um, they've we, done their homework. They've, they've done their homework. This, and it's it, yeah, you're right. It's better to do it on the outside. Of course. 100%. 100%. Yeah. But, you know, at least, like, like you, know, you know Toronto. Sometimes I got 20 inches between two houses. That's the other problem. I can't problem. even dig it. That's the other problem. So that's when you kind of you kind of veer them more towards an interior scope because that's really the only way it's going to be done where I'm going to be able to peace, peace of mind warranty it. I, I did a job one time in Toronto in the St. Clair Dufferin area. Oh, brutal. And, and brutal. Um, I had to get up on a ladder between the two houses. So this is all, these are two homes that are literally the eavesdrops are already on top of each yeah. other, right? Yeah. And so I had to get a guy to balance the ladder, put pressure against the neighbor's house, to prevent me from tearing, tearing that way, yeah, right. So then I can do what I needed to get done to get to the top because just physics alone, like as you climb, you started, of course, the ladder started moving, of course. So when we talk about it's tight, it's tight, it's tight. it's tight for even. I guess at that point you're not even using a long handle spade shovel. I can't because you can't turn you the can't. shovel, right? I can't. It's <laughs> it's so difficult, and again, it's very rare that I'm almost forced as a business owner to tackle that sort of job from the outside. Yeah. But when I do, there's so many, there's so much logistics and pre-planning and digging out in sections. You literally have to have a guy standing there, grab, taking the shovel that this guy in the trench is throwing up, throwing it back. It's, uh, but then, you, you know, there's a premium charge for something like that. Of course, you have to. And uh, some clients understand, some don't. But uh, yes, in Toronto, some the space that we've got, and then you know you've got hit neighbors that hate each other. Yeah, I was just about to might, say, oh, I know it's brutal. Then you got to you got to deal with the negative clients at that point, it's, right? And then it's like, don't step on my grass. I don't want any soil up against my fence. Um, just then they get this mindset argument, which I always, I just look at people. And I'm going, where were you educated? Yeah. Like they start going, well, if you waterproof that property. That means all the water that would have went into that property is going to go into my property. Get it every day. Okay, really? Tell me your scientific <laughs> referencing that you're pulling from here and the New England Journal of this crap yeah. that you're talking about because that's not how it works. That's right. 
right? Water travels path of least resistance always. Exactly. So if your house isn't leaking now, me coming into waterproof right next door isn't going to automatically just magically make water. It's not a faucet. That's right. What, and water travels down. It doesn't travel. Slowly. What it's going to do is it's going to discover your own problems. So Definitely. if anything, you should become my friend. Yes. Because then I might want to work with you. Right. And I'm already there, especially when you're doing two homes that are so close to each other. You're already exposing the neighbor's side. That's right. And I'll give you to. guys both a better deal because yeah, I'm already there. Exactly. So, and and we get that a bunch of times too. A lot of times, honestly. We, you know, if I'm digging and it's like the neighbor's like, oh, wow, you know, I'm having the same kind of issue on this side. And, you know, well, we're already here. I'm already rubbing up against your house anyways. I could give you guys both a better deal. You guys both get the warranted work. Yeah. Yeah, and you guys have that peace of mind, and it's just done once. You can get, and I actually had a good neighbor friend of mine. She was doing it herself with her dad because her dad was a retired contractor, brick mason, yep. super nice guy, and I was always helping her out. But she was doing everything properly, but she didn't do everything at once. She was literally doing one side at a time. Yeah, they just like it was a shared driveway. Let's break this open. Let's commit to both sides. Let's just do both. We'll get it at that point. And then each season she kept on tackling another side. And then eventually it got all done. Once she got it fully waterproof, that's when she broke up all the concrete in the basement and started fixing the, the concrete in the basement. Then she turned it into a unit. And that's what it took long. It took maybe five, six years of her time to do it. Of course. But she was on a path to get everything properly done. And then she's probably one of the few homes on that street that is bone dry. You see, and she, so she obviously did her homework. Yeah. It probably played a big role that her father was a contractor as yeah. well. He understood it. But, you know, there, there's a process and steps for everything in yeah. life, including construction. So even if you want to tackle stuff as a homeowner on your own, there's still a process that you would have to take the same process I would take. But their process is always vetoed by the cost. <laughs> yeah. Always, yeah, man. Always. It, it never fails. Yeah. And I, you know, and again, like you almost can't blame them. You know, you can and you can't. Yeah. Because obviously everybody wants to save as much money as they can. Economy is shit. It's, I think when it comes to your roof and to your foundation. You can't play with those. No. Of course. You can't look for the cheapest. No. It's not like, you know, installing tiles in your shower on your own watching a YouTube video. It's completely different. <laughs> you can do that if you want. You could. You're you're probably going to get a lot of um, rolled eyes from professionals that know probably. how to do it properly, right? Yeah. You know, I, I, we see it all the time. Like, I I hear the craziest stuff all the time. You know, like, oh, well, I saw that I saw that I can get this tar in a spray can. And, oh, man. And, oh, you don't, know, you don't know how many. Is it the same stuff that you cut the bottom of a boat and put a, steam seal, do- yeah. a storm door? Yeah. I get it all the time. Yeah, really, I, yeah. I get it all the time. And then, you know, it's it like i like a client doing their homework i like them understanding what we do because i feel like if they watch three youtube videos on what exterior waterproofing really is they're going to be like okay the price that this guy's charging me might not be as high as i initially thought and then they kind of have an idea of the process but then they don't like there's there's tricks for everything being able to find the source of the problem yeah there's tricks to doing that so you it, it's almost it's it's all I don't want to say it's impossible, but it's very, very slim chance to none that you're going to be able to find the imperfections within the foundation that I'm going to find. So you could definitely do it yourself, but are you going to have the peace of mind that it's going to be dry? Antonio, are you getting most of your calls when the water's already penetrated the home? Uh, or be, are people point, being more proactive? At, at, at this point, no. When I first started, okay. and I didn't really have a referral base and... Yeah, I would get those calls like, hey, it's pouring rain and I got water pouring in my basement. Can you start tomorrow? 
I get it all the time. Wow. Now I feel like uh, people are being a lot more conscientious, I think, and they're doing more homework, maybe because money is an issue. So they're like, okay, I really need to understand what needs to be done. Um, but I, 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 I get a lot of calls, a lot of calls where uh, everybody wants it done tomorrow. Everybody. It doesn't work like I can't. That. I'm, I'm telling people a nine-week window. Nine weeks. And that's kind of, that's fast. It, it, and and that, that's fast. And yeah. that's because I'm efficient and I, I plan accordingly. But like right now, but if you call me in April, I probably won't touch your house until August. Yeah. You know? So if anything, you want to start looking at the spring. Yeah. Their concern, I guess, at that point is all the water runoff that's going to happen come the spring, right? Uh, everything. And, they, you know, they, that's, but it's, it's crazy to me how many times I'll go to price a job or do a walkthrough, an assessment, and they'll be like, oh, yeah, well, every time it rains for the past nine years, I've been shop vacuuming. So and it's like, okay, well, <laughs> now you want to tackle this issue, but why didn't you before? And like, it, why? <laughs> why? Why Why let it go for that long? For that and, long. and I guess the other thing I was going to ask you is that are you up against the fight where clients don't want to stay in that property and they don't want to fork over the bill associated with making this house waterproofed? I get that a lot too. I do. Um, and uh, a lot of some... I don't want to say a lot of the calls, but we, I do. I get at least two calls a week of, hey, listen, man, I got a crack in my basement. I'm selling the house. And one of the stipulations to sell the house is this crack needs to be dry. So, you know, can you come and do a $250 injection and just like lipstick and mascara? It? And I won't do it. There's a bunch of guys that will. But, but it's almost just, like it's they a Band-Aid. Wait. Yeah, of course it is. It's, yeah. just, it's like putting lipstick on a pig, right? It's So why is the home inspector or the bank or the realtor... Why are they signing off on that? That's a possibility for home being. I think because nobody gives a shit. Nobody cares. A lot of these people don't care, especially if it's not their house. Like, I, I don't know if, if it's just society now. I've noticed a lot of differences. Of, I was born in 83, so I grew up in a completely different era. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it, it, everything is just a rush, rush, rush and about that, that dollar amount that you're going to get. So it's almost like they wait until the last second and it's like, oh, well, I need this done by Saturday. It's like, dude, you're not going to see me for 12 Saturdays. It's just not going to be able to happen. Yeah, but it's just like, I, I go back to you shouldn't be negotiating this kind of work. This is important, right? Yeah. And the unfortunate thing is there's two different types of homes here. There's the homes that are century plus or whatever. Mm -hmm. They were built a certain way. Definitely. Basements were never designed to live in at oh. that time. Yep. Right? And so they were built... It was just storage. Yeah, a lot of basements had just dirt in the on the ground. That's what it oh, was, yeah. right? Oh yeah, I still see it uh, today. But I, but I still the OBC it bothers the hell out of me on what minimum standards are regarding that. And I guess they try to pat themselves on the back by yeah. adding a sump pump. Yeah, you know, adding a backflow, yeah. adding all this other stuff. And I'm like, I, I'm I disagree with rerouting downspouts. So do I. I disagree with it completely. And their their mandate was: we need to do this for every single home now because our infrastructure can't handle the excess water going through that. That's right. So that makes no sense to me. So you guys obviously didn't build the system properly That's to right. understand that. I think history has dictated that populations only grow. That's right. There's more and more people going into 
urban settings. Of course, yeah. So you're just going to have more and more people using bathrooms and all kinds of stuff and more cars and all this other stuff. Right. So start planning this stuff properly and, and preparing for all of it. Yeah, I, I, I definitely feel like uh, there's a lack of planning, for sure. And, but but I, I don't know if that, that'll ever change. It, it can't, but then it, it leaves. See, you have a you got to be an amazing salesperson because this yeah. is a hard sell. It's very hard. Sell. I go back to it's not pretty, but it's probably one of the most important top five things that are addressed in a home. I, I this has to be done. I could not agree with you more, and that's one of the reasons why I I veered more towards waterproofing as opposed to like the hardscape or doing like interior renovations and stuff. Because if somebody's basement is leaking and they want to put new vinyl flooring on the main floor of their home. Odds are they're going to call this guy first. Yeah. So, and I, I, I like to help people. It, it's always been a part of me is I want to help people. So I would rather help out this family here yeah. that's got water coming to their basement that can cause so many different, even health risks that are affiliated with that, as opposed to just going and dressing up your main floor with new flooring and baseboard. So it it's kind of the reason why I, I really focused on the waterproofing because I'm, I'm helping people, and it, and it's I think it's top two roof and roof and foundation for me are top two. Yeah, I agree. I, I I don't even know if I would choose one over the other. I think, I think they're both equally equally is important. Yeah, but you know, I, but it goes beyond your waterproofing and keeping Mother Nature out. Of course, it goes to the point of insulating. It goes yes. to the point of all kinds of getting things ready because so much coldness comes from the ground oh yeah you lose 60 percent of your heat losses from your basement slab right away then it's the same it's the reverse on the summer months with your roof line right yes. so you're getting so much heat coming into the house from the top yeah so if it's not properly done you're just creating more problems down the line for and and not and like some of these are big problems yeah. that you're creating they're not just small problems they're huge problems like even when I get those people that, oh yeah, it's been leaking for five years. I don't get and that. And it's like, you know, for me, knowing the health risks that are associated with water and moisture in your basement, mold, there's so many things. I feel like you're almost setting yourself up for an even bigger problem that has nothing to do with your home, but with your health, your kid's health. It's, it, it I don't understand it. But I go back to how long are they going to stay, right? That's I, right, yeah. I'm hoping, I'm very hopeful that the pandemic has taught a lot of people we should start looking at structures as these are forever homes. Now. 100%. Because that's what our parents, our generation, like the older generation, that's what their mindset was. When they finally found a home that was the correct size for the family, yep. and then family started marrying off and getting out, everybody was still comfortable for the couple. Yep. Um, and we're not talking monster McMansions here and no. the greed of North American mentality about excess and shit like that. We're talking yep. about reasonably comfortable size homes. Yep. Just stay put, but then you had so many things that you had to get done that you should do. Of course. Right? And I really wish that, I mean, if I, I love... I try to avoid Ikea and Home Depot's on the weekend yeah. because those are <laughs> couples days. You know yes. what I'm saying? Oh, yeah. And I can't, it's like, you'll never, if I'm dating somebody, you'll never catch me in Ikea on the weekend. No. Nope. You'll never. Because some of the dumbest people go there on the weekend oh. asking some of the dumbest questions and trying to figure out the dumbest things that they want to do. Yep. Right? And yep. this show will probably never be from Ikea or some shit. No, like that. Never, but never. My yeah. point where I'm trying to get to is that I want them to stop in the aisle at the Home Depot drywall section yep. and buy that two foot by two foot piece of drywall. Yeah. I want them to do that. 
and then I want them to put it in the basement. Yeah. And I want them to just spray a mist. Same oh, yeah. spray bottle that you have that yeah. you put on. You know where I'm going with this, yeah, right? Oh, cool. yeah. Exactly. So, so yeah. I want them to spray that drywall and just leave it there. Yeah. And Let then come sit. back the next week, spray it again, yeah. and leave it there. Don't move it. Yeah. And then wait as Mother Nature just enters your home. Yeah. And, you know, mold starts to form oh, yeah. on the drywall. Yeah. And it starts to collect onto the concrete. Yep. Yeah. That's what's happening to your basement. Yes. Every if you time don't do anything about it. That's right. Like, you you know, to completely neglect that. Again, I don't know if it's just a lack of experience or lack of knowledge of what that is really, really doing. But I, I see it every day. Completely neglecting it. Yeah. And even sometimes, you know, you get a client where you, you want to go price a job. But oh, well, okay, the, the, the cost is too much. And I, and I can understand that. So what are you going to do? You're just going to leave it? Are there guys on Kijiji selling waterproofing? There's guys on Kijiji selling waterproofing for $60 a linear foot exterior. A linear foot? A linear foot. I, man, I, I, I screenshot them all the how? time. And I don't want to put anybody on blast. No, but how is that possible? It's, it, it's not. It's not possible. Like, don't, the material and labor alone, you're already over $60 a linear foot. It's impossible. It's impossible. So I don't know if that is just... Guys that weren't guided in the right direction that are just starting their business and they're just hungry for work yeah. and they're trying to get that referral base. But then how are you as a business warranting that every time you, somebody calls you? You're not. You're not. You can't. Yeah. You can't. In three years, that phone number, is, the number you've reached is no, no longer in service. See, the sad thing, Antonio, is that it looks like they're doing the right job. Yes, it looks course. like they're doing all the correct steps. Of course. But... It's a magic show at that point. Oh, it is, yeah. There's a difference between, like, I believe in all these steps. Of course. That you need to do. And it starts off with the excavation, yep. cleaning that concrete, prepping the wall, discovering yeah. massive infractions, so yep. to speak, right? Yeah. Like, if there's major cracks in there or actual holes, yep. you may even discover, I'm probably, you probably have seen it cold, cold shocks or whatever in the all concrete, the right? All the time. Delaminated because, sections. Yeah. Sometimes it's not even a crack. Sometimes it's even like even when the pinhole is the form hole for the poured foundations. Sometimes it's covered. It's a termination. Yeah, and but if water got in there, that's it. You tap that with the brick hammer, poof, it explodes. See, people need to understand that the concrete that's used as bare minimum for home construction trash. is not the same concrete that's holding up the Golden Gate Bridge. That's that's sitting right. in water there. That's right. Salt water. That's right. It's a different kind of concrete. Completely different. Uh, and then, you know, a lot of the times, like, in regards to the pinholes, like, pinholes for a, a poured foundation, if there's no crack, the, you're getting water in one of those pinholes. Yeah, for sure you will. You know what I mean? And so, you'll they'll throw hydraulic cement on quick. They'll remove it. But then, you know, you have no membrane there, no bituminous, and you backfill on it right away. I, I'm you, I wish I could hire... The guy that stuffs cannolis <laughs> yeah. to fill yeah. those holes. Yeah. And you know what I'm talking oh, about. 100%. Because that person knows how to pipe that cream in there right. to get to the midpoint and then to get the other side and get to that midpoint. Absolutely. And, and then they, it's they would never leak. Because the kid that's given that task to do that work, Doesn't he's care. just surface. It's like it's almost like he's putting nail holes or something like it, that. It, it, it is. That's exactly what and it's I'm like. like. But there's a whole channel here. Like you need to fill this up. Yeah, hey, you can't. Like even like exactly. So like when I'm doing a pinhole, I'm not just slapping a little bit on top. I'm pushing that shit in yeah, with you my have thumb to. as far as I possibly can. Yeah. And then I'm coating the top. 
but you know, like you said, the prep, cleaning the wall, so that everything that, that is, yeah. If I don't clean the wall properly, nothing I put's gonna adhere. Yeah. Not the hydraulic cement. Fuck, who gives a shit if it's polymer Doesn't fiber matter. infused? It's not I gonna know. stick. I know. The bituminous isn't gonna stick. Then, then really, what's the point of you doing all of that work to be able to just find the problem, but then to do a half-assed job to fix it? What the? F- what was the point? What's the hurry for the fly-by-night Kijiji sixty dollars a linear foot idiots? Okay, I mean, you correct me if I'm wrong. The hardest part is getting to where you need to get to. 100%. So excavate. Yeah. That's the bulk of the work that's required. For sure. Once you achieve that marathon, and you've achieved all those hurdles, take a breath. Yeah, what's the rush? Plan the game. Yeah. And start preparing it. 100%. And spend your time. I can understand if it's like wet and it's rainy, it's cold and it's winter, stuff like that. Yeah. But get get prepared for that. And I'm sure that you guys do the same thing where you might tent, throw a little bit of propane heat, and oh, start yeah. working because you Carp have it off. you have to of course because you don't want to deal with cold cold concrete even after you've prepped it and cleaned no, it definitely but that's not. what i'm saying is like what's the hurry at that point i i i don't know like i i was taught from when i started you're not rushing on a job you can't you can't things take time everything has a process and every step of that process needs to be done the proper way mm-hmm. so you're not going to go and do, like, how, how do I say this? You have to have the knowledge and experience and have the right crew to get to a point where you're able to open and close a full perimeter, 120 linear foot in five days. With a machine, days, eh? yeah, with a, with a crew of four and a, and a good machine operator, I'll open it, close it, and waterproof it in about five days. Wow. Weather permitting, obviously. but But that's you implementing that process yes right but you know when you're first starting out there's no way you're gonna do that sometimes it's gonna take you three days just to do one, a, a crack repair but you you have to get and i feel like having the right crew plays a huge role in that yeah. because sometimes you know sometimes it'll take us seven days because of the work that's involved but if you have the right crew and you're efficient and these guys are really like okay they, they know the next steps and everything's prepared you can but i i I feel like it's it's got to be money that's making guys want to rush and bang it out because a lot of time it is seasonal work. Yeah. You're trying to get as much in as you can. And you, that profit margin, you know, the faster you do it, the more money realistically you're going to make at the end of the day. But 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 if you're doing that just for the money, fuck, get out of here. Are the clients like supercharge your construction business with Connect Team? In the fast-paced world of construction, keeping your finger on the pulse is essential. But who has time for the little things that consume most of our day? Upgrade your business management with Connect Team, the ultimate digital toolkit for construction managers and tradespeople. Why switch to Connect Team? Effortlessly track employee clock-ins and outs. Ensure your team is aligned with their tasks. Make sure all safety PPE are being addressed and confirmed. Receive real-time updates from the field through digital forms and checklists. No more drowning in manual tasks. Step into the digital era. Connect Team offers a seamless platform to elevate your business management, giving you the freedom to focus on your growth. It's not fiction. It's Connect Team, your go-to platform for 2023 and beyond. Check out Connect Team at www.connectteam.com and on IG at Connect Team app. Are they getting more than one quote? Yeah, oh yeah, 100%. So are they not seeing what you as a legitimate person charging Versus the Kijiji waterproofing charging? Are I think they, they not do. seeing the discrepancy? I, I think they do. 
some of them, uh, I'll, sometimes I'll tell people, like if I could tell they're a little apprehensive, I'll say, listen, go get 10 other quotes. I encourage you to do it. Yeah. I want you to do I've, it. I, I, I encourage you to do it because you're going to see the top three reputable guys that are warranting their work. They're in this, it's competitively priced, but then you're going to see this guy who says, no, that's cool. I'll do it for $55 a linear foot. I'm not going to warranty it for 25. I'll warranty it for five. So I feel like with everything nowadays, especially like waterproofing for me, it there's so many people searching for value over quality where waterproofing is the wrong place to search for value over quality. Yeah. It, it, it should is, only be quality. It should only be quality. And I feel like those guys that are doing for 60 to $70 a linear foot, on Facebook and Kijiji, I see I see it every day. I, I I screenshot it every day. It's it's scary to know that there's some homeowners out there who are be like, okay, well, you know what? I really want to save this money. This guy is the pictures look good, so let's hire him. It's 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 scary. It's scary to know, but I they just don't know any better, right? And yeah, I mean, and that's their platform of choice. They get on Facebook. They get networking with their social circle. Yeah. And then the question becomes up, yeah, we had a little bit of water in the basement. I think it's going to become a problem eventually, but it's okay for now. Yeah. But then they get a really hard downpour and then all of a sudden it becomes a puddle. And for sure. It starts to grow and it, like, I just, I want, I know these homeowners listen. I just, I want them to hire professionals to do it, right? For sure. I mean, again, it's, there's, when I first started like back in the day, working for what there weren't that many reputable waterproofing companies nope. out there. There was a lot of fly by night opportunities. Yes, but now th there's there's still only a, a little core of really reputable guys yeah. that are really, really, really doing their job the proper way. Yeah. But then you know th you see guys where they're seeing like you know five figure numbers for a whole house, uh, you know, and they're just like, oh, let me try it. I can dig. Because they probably think that the material doesn't cost that much. That's right. But the material is expensive. No, the material is really expensive. Disposal is astronomical. Yeah. Uh, it, it's the your, the profit margin isn't as huge as people might think. Like you hear yeah, you're getting rid of a lot of earth. We haven't even talked yeah. about that. You're getting rid of a lot of earth and Concrete you're bringing in a lot of earth, gravel. Yeah. Oh, it, you know, for a full house, yeah, I'm bringing in four yards just to coat the weeping towel. Yeah. Right? Yeah. And that that's, doesn't include filling my downpipes, potential yeah. window wells, gravel coating at the top if I've removed concrete. I'm like, they're not going to walk in a swamp. I, I gravel top it. So, and then even like concrete itself, you know, to break up a whole pad, even if I'm only going 30 inches from the house minimum, but by a 40 linear foot stretch, it starts to add up. it's a lot of concrete to dispose. You've got a, like, you've got a very difficult business and career because not only do you have to sell the clients, yeah. You got to sell your workforce, hundred percent. And I mean, I'm sure that you probably have seen a lot of turnaround, right? I have, I have. It's part of the. It's part of this trade. I, I think it is definitely part of this trade. And again, like with the when people do their like a lot, a lot of the social media. I, I get a lot of calls from social media. Um, I don't do any other advertising. Social media, Instagram, clients Facebook. and worker and clients, employees. clients and possible employees. Okay. Um, in regards to possible employees, that has been probably my biggest issue mm. uh, the last two years. It's it's very, very hard to find anybody that wants to do this extremely laborious job, you know, at in 40 degrees in July 
for 12 hours a day, uh, it's very hard. And then I think that, like I, I've, I've heard it so many times in my life, oh, like, well, well, well how hard can it be to dig a hole? Well, we're not digging Pomodori in your <laughs> backyard here. You know, to dig a minimum of a six-foot depth by 30 inch from the house at 40 linear feet, it's, it, there's, it's a skill to do that. It's hard. I don't, it's care, ex- I don't care who you are. You it's could be ex- the rock. It's yeah, hard. I don't care. I, I've seen some of the biggest jack dudes. Doesn't matter. And they don't even come back from lunch. Yeah. You know, it's so just, they think it's easy. They think it's easy. So I get a lot of people, uh, hey, are you, are you guys hiring? Yeah, we are. So you have steel toes? Cool. Okay. Be here at 6.30 a.m. Let's see what you're about. And then I, I get a lot of potential uh, leads from okay. Instagram. But... Uh, I try to I try to make it very prominent on my social media, the type of crew that we have, the way we run the show, um, because they can see like okay, this guy's running a tight ship, yeah, uh, very organized, very calculated, and everything is a process, and they can see that. Like you know, I I I post stuff every day on on Instagram yep. of just like bit two minutes, yeah. But I'm I'm trying to show people that this is the process that we do every day, so I'm not doing. I'm not doing something today, but at a different level, I'm not doing. No, I'm doing the exact same thing. Yeah. So you're gonna see it. It's gonna be engraved. If you follow me, you you almost have an idea of how to waterproof a house. It may, for the layman person, yeah, look like the same home is being waterproof That's over right. and over. That's right. But it's not. No, it's, it's not. It's, it's a different foundation. It's a different completely backyard, different. side yard, front yard, whatever. Yeah. And every job is different. Yes. Every home is different. The way you tackle it is going to be different. For so many reasons, access, gas line, hydro, water lines, depth. There's so many variables, but the process is the same. Am I, Antonio, am I like wrong to say that you guys probably have the best fulfillment feeling at the end of a job? No, yeah, you're not wrong. It's it's very gratifying. Because it's such hard work. It is. To get to the end and know that that house is properly waterproofed yep. and forget the 25 because it's going to last longer than that for sure 100%. because uv doesn't touch it mother nature doesn't touch it right. it's graded properly yep. there's a weeper in there now there's gravel beyond the amount of gravel that oh, you yeah. need so you know that that just satisfying feeling at the end of it has got to be paramount for you man i i feel like uh selfishly yeah it's one of the main reasons why i want to do this because i like i said i i love to help people yeah i love to help people so to be able to go to that homeowner and give them the peace of mind that i i assure you your basement's going to be dry for me and i 90 percent of the homeowners that i do jobs for they're so grateful so grateful that you know, like they'll send me pictures three months later that they're now their basement's done and they're enjoying their basement, or you know, like I'll get like the text after like a huge rainfall after we just finished the job and like Antonio, it's dry, and for me, they that's a, that's a, that's special for me. Yeah, it's very special for me. Selfishly, it's very special. But even my crew, like the crews are. But when you I, can't teach that to the crew. They have to experience that. Of course, 100%. And to experience that, unfortunately, you got to put that first shovel into the ground. That's right. That's right. <laughs> it, I'm sure it's extremely intimidating. It was for me my first day. Yeah. Extremely intimidating. But it's so gratifying. After Like two seasons in, you know, it's gratifying. It's a different world to excavate the perimeter of a home and to unearth the foundation, get to the footing. Yeah. And to discover the mess that was left, oh, yeah. or it wasn't done properly, or you're there to like to fix certain things that have fallen apart because yep. they will, because 
things weren't done properly. True. Um, but once you see that, and that's why I'm like, take that breath and just take that pause and just look at what you need to do now. Yep. And now let's, you know, corral everybody and then let's start working on all the details and going into there and get it done, right? It's, it's very important. It, uh, assessing it is, is so important. Like, it, it, it's such a gratifying feeling to yeah. hit that footing. Yeah. <laughs> and to, expect I, to hear that I, gravel. It's, it's the best <laughs> when you're digging and you hit that one, you shove the spade uh, and then you hit the foot and you're like, oh. It's good. Thank goodness. Yeah, right. Thank goodness. <laughs> and but then it but then it's also the excitement for me, like, okay, like what am I gonna find now? Yes. What am I gonna do to You'll always find this? something. Oh always. Yeah. Always, always. It, it, especially if like if it hasn't been waterproof by a guy like me in the past twenty years, I'm gonna find something. You have to like it's just And that, and that's the I'm 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 there because something's going on already. So sometimes the, the issue isn't always as prominent. Sometimes it's very difficult to find. Yeah. That's where the experience kicks in. And that's why, you know, I, like I, I tell these guys all the time, especially the younger guys, for me, the most important thing for me, the whole first year, the whole first year, I wasn't even allowed in the hole. I could dig it, but I wasn't doing any work in the hole. Mm. I was taught, man. I was mixing parge, you know, putting it on. You're, you're just putting your labor. But I was, I was watching attention. every single thing, the way they held the shovel, the way they angled it, the way they used their foot to pry. The way they would parge it, cove the footing. So many little things that nobody ever said to me, hey, listen, Antonio, you got to cove this footing. I just, I saw it happening. You got to, you, you, ha you have to be a sponge as well. And if you're not, it's, it's going to be a really the, shitty the road. The shovel thing. is an important tool. Huge. And if you don't know how to handle that shovel properly, Huge. you're going to create twice, three times, four times the amount of work that you don't need to create. 100%. You get right? the ankle breakers. They're not cutting the bank. The bank's very down. And there's down. still ways to fight it if it's wet, wet soil and you're dealing with poor conditions. Yep. There's ways to make that mud, that dirt just flick off. Yeah. Oh, I'm yeah. not talking about getting your pam and spraying it or something like no. that. No, no, little just, top on the house. There's and ways of going. doing it, right? Yeah, there, there's so many little tricks, yeah. and tips. That's what the the youngers should be paying attention 100%. to. 100. Seeing because I've always been in awe when I see an older trade and they do their work, whether it be concrete, whether it's yours, or it doesn't matter what hard yeah. laboring scope that they do. They figured out those little tricks, and oh, you yeah. should be paying attention to what they're doing, and they're doing it for a reason. Of course, right? and the odds are they figured it out the hardest way. <laughs> so you even without them even explaining it to you, just you watching they it. They sometimes can't. That's the thing. That, oh yeah. Oh, for me it was they, they couldn't. Yeah. Not not only because uh, just they didn't have the time, the language barrier. It was just uh, a lot of them is no just just watch and learn. I'm really busy right now. I have stuff to do. Just pay attention to the pay little attention. nuances that they're, they're doing. They're doing it a certain way. Oh, you see. And it. then they're not exhausted or beaten up by the end of the day. No, they're but not. You can go in. And I, I love that you brought up the fact that there's some big guys coming in and thinking, oh, I can handle this shit. And I'm like, listen, <laughs> pumping iron and pumping construction, different. two different things. Man. Completely different. Right. Um, yeah. You, you can never, with, a, with, with my trade, you can never judge a guy. On how well he's going to work or how well she's going to work by the way they look. Of course, it doesn't. Totally agree. I've seen some. I've seen some fifty-year-old uh, overweight guys outdig young dudes that are 15, eighteen years yep, old. I've and it. I've seen some some jacked guys. Um, you know, I'm just going to go grab a drink at the gas station Catching and never come back. I know. I know. You know, it's you can't judge it, but I feel like a lot of it is watching those little tricks because. If you're utilizing that knowledge and you're 
digging at a pace. I say, don't rush. Don't try yeah. to keep up with the guy who's been doing this for 12 years. You're you'll gonna, get to that point. You'll get to it. Yeah. Don't rush. Find your pace that you can manage for 10 hours where you're not killing yourself and falling asleep on the way home. Find that pace, and then you perfect that pace. Once you perfect that pace, you're in five years, you're going to be at that 12-year spot. So I don't judge anybody when they come to do the job. You know, I'm, I am wasn't the you greatest You judge after figure. they get started. That's then right. you get a sense. And if by, they, the first, by the first week, yeah. then I can start to and say. And if they still love it and they're interested in it, then yeah. you can start educating them to become a professional. 100%. Right? 100%. Uh, teaching, teaching the guys that you can see are taking this seriously, I feel like is important for me as a business owner. Yeah. I can't wait for the day where I've molded someone and trained someone and they've perfected this, and they come to me and say, you know what, Antonio, I'm going to go buy my own truck, and I want to go and start Good. taking off. That's what you want. Go feed your kids. That's yeah. exactly, I'll, I'll sub you your first yeah. couple of jobs. I can't wait for that. I had a lot of issues with that in the past. You know, a lot, a lot, of, a lot, of, a lot of guys don't want to hear their main guy after five, six years say, you know what, I want to go try this on my own. And that's understandable, too, from a business owner's perspective. But just as a human being's perspective, like, no, no, I want you to feed your kids, man. I want you. I want you to thrive. Why I want you to survive. Why not look at the positive side of it, of where you've got another good person doing quality work, yeah. instead of that person leaving your business and becoming a kajiji, yeah. doing crappy work, right? Yeah. yeah. And then, like again, selfishly, it's like when they ask, well, they say, no, I learned from Akostop. Yeah. So that for me is huge. It's massive. It, it's and I, again, it's it's selfish of me. But you. Because you have the passion for this specific trade. Yeah, That's what it is, right? Like yeah. you could, like right now, the electricians and plumbers are all probably sleeping right now because 100%. it's not their bag, right? <laughs> it's not their deal. But I know what's good about you is that you, you, you see the problems and you take care of the details. Yes. And I mean, recently you were sharing some, some problems where you had hydro running, you know, like for lack of a better word, butchering just holes Butchers. and just feeding shit through wide open, which are below grade. Yep. Like, can any, anybody understand the term below, below grade, what yeah. that means technically, right? Below what you're standing on. Exactly. Yeah. So if you've got dirt and Mother Nature wet and you got a hole there, then it's inevitable that it's going to get inside the house. Inevitable. So you should be a little more conscious if you're that sparky that's actually making that hole to run that conduit to get it into the panel. Yeah. Have a little more, like either speak to somebody that knows more knowledge yeah. about that. That's right. And get that insight from them going, listen, how should I seal this up? Yeah. Right. I, you, you want to talk about the details like a lot of, i mean there's also ways like you're dealing with penetrations you're dealing with window wells you're yep. dealing with weepers that have to collect water a certain way yeah like you're dealing with all kinds of things that you know for lack of um the homeowners never want to see it going through the house they rather it go through the underneath below grade for sure right yep. but that creates more problems for you at that point because every hole is a possible oh that that's that's a, a path of entry right yeah so uh, Pipe details, pinholes, uh, no downspouts carrying water in the window well, uh, weeping tile that is either still clay or just it's not perforated all around. It doesn't have the sock on it. There's so many different things that can cause your basement to leak. And sometimes we're up against f all five of them. Yeah. Sometimes we're up against one of them. Uh, but it, the pipe details is... I, I, I just don't understand... You're going to come in, you're going to core a hole, run your conduit through, but then you're not going to, like you said, if, if that's not your specific field, why not talk to somebody and say, hey, listen, can you, can you get over here and 
close this pipe detail up because otherwise how are you how are you just leaving it like that i remember one of my early disagreements in construction mm. where it was with uh was it a gas fitter i think it was a gas fitter drilling a hole into the foundation yeah and i was confused because he was grabbing <laughs> a bit that was far greater than the diameter of the pipe. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And I was like, dude, why are you drilling such a bigger hole? And yeah. he goes, well, I might not be bang on on the other side, so I might have to veer off the pipe a little bit, so I need a little bit of wiggle room in the hole. I'm like, then learn to be bang on and drill a hole that's perfectly snug that's right. so we can put the pipe right through there so then there's less opportunity and we could fill it properly. Of course. I don't need you to start baking a cake and icing the hole <laughs> no. to fill in that cavity, right? <laughs> like, take the time to figure out. And this is not that long ago. We had tools and we had know-how that of course. you can find out exactly where that hole's supposed to be. Of course. And I'm, I, I literally was grabbing the pipe that he's about to install <laughs> and the core hole that he was looking at doing. Yeah. I was like, dude, what's wrong with you, man? Yeah. Like, this doesn't make any sense to me, man. Yeah. I know it makes their job easier. It does, but it doesn't make any sense for the longevity no. of the property. But yeah, but I think that's a big problem. People don't care about the longevity of the property. They just care about getting the work, getting it done, and getting paid and leaving. So I feel like, and that that's where I, I, I feel like we differ from other people because I actually I actually give a shit. I actually care. I I want this to last long. I want. Like I have two two sons, mm -hmm. and I'm hoping that my sons one day take over this business yeah. if that's what they want to do. Yeah. And I don't want my son's phone to be blowing up in 30 years. Like, hey, buddy, your, your father was a hack. Come fix this shit. Like, yeah, I, I don't want that. No. So I, I want, like, the peace of mind for me is everything. The peace of mind for the homeowner is everything. For me as a business owner, too, because I'm warranting it, but for the homeowner, like, being able to say that I fixed this problem and I, I know that it's going to last, you know, it's a good feeling for me. As a person, because it just shows that all that hard work that I put in is is really doing something to change the problem that's going on. So I, I you know, I, I'll always have that argument, and it's just like, um, I I I love seeing trades that are so proud of the arsenal of tools that they get. Yeah, man. To make their job so much easier. I love it. But when they lazy out and then choose a core that's larger to make their lives a little easier, it's crazy. I get a little upset. So if I'm on site you'll see me give you side eye and I'm looking at you because yeah. I know exactly the diameter of that pipe that you're going to install. Yeah. And I know exactly, I don't even need a tape measure. No, I know exactly the diameter of that. I'm Portuguese, right? So <laughs> I know exactly, you don't even need to put a level on there. I'll tell you if it's plumber level, 100%. right? So, I mean, after I take the cores and I start doing the whole Pope, there's a new Pope chime and I'm hitting them together and they're getting the dingy sound. And yep. I enjoy that because I think it's absolutely hilarious. Of course. I explain to him, you're using this one. Yeah. You're not using this larger one. Yeah. So find the hole perfectly and then get it in there perfectly. It I makes your life easier. Of course. Later and, on. And like and, and and how could you be apprehensive about perfecting your craft? I never you understood. Shouldn't you shouldn't be at all. If anything, you should be enthralled that you're doing that. If you're spending all this time and money time and money to to build this amazing arsenal of tools that you have, yeah. then then Man, look like the rock star and do the job properly. Exactly. I mean, it, it's it's one thing to have the tools to look good that you have the tools, but yeah. if you don't know how to utilize them properly, what's, what's the, point the point of having them? There's no point. Of There's that. no point of having them. And Tony, I'd I'd love for you to, if you can share, like 
the products that you use. Like, yeah. I don't know if you can or if you want to divulge course, it, yeah, if it's no, trade secret. Like, I, um, do all the shout outs that you want because I want people to understand that this is trial by error. Like, you learned how to use these. You probably took lessons from your dad that this is what the products around the plate, like on the market that he was using that they were working and yep. it was guaranteed when he was finished installing it. He was looking at it going, this ain't going nowhere. That's like, right. This is going to last. Uh, polymer infused hydraulic cement. There's a couple different ones, watertight. At, uh, I get I get it at Home Depot. Yeah, uh, I'm using Aquablock primer and the actual trowel on for my bituminous. Yeah. Um, sometimes I'm using just a foundation coating. It depends on what the issue of the foundation is and the quality of the foundation. But Aquablock every day, uh, fiberglass mesh yellow jacket every day. Yeah, I've heard amazing things about it. Um, yeah. Platin paper in regards to the membrane. I'm, I'll use Delta here and there, but platin, I, it's thicker. Yeah. The dimples are a little bit bigger. Gives more airspace. Uh, the L-mold termination strap is a lot nicer. It fits a lot easier. Uh, so platen paper, um, obviously the four-inch perforated weeping towel with sock. Uh, but other than that, I, I'm not really using any other materials. The, the materials involved in actually waterproofing are, there's not that many yep. quality ones. Yep. So, you know, if, as long as you have a good hydraulic cement, you're installing the right weeping towel, the right right size, perforated all around. Um the, the, the platen paper just wraps cleaner. Yep. The corners tuck in so much nicer. Yeah. Um, but yeah, Aquablock for me is huge. It's uh, not not all guys use it. Um, Why not? It's expensive. So it's really? Very expensive. I, I, I'm thinking that's the only reason. Either that or they just don't have the experience in regards to using it. And, you know, it takes a lot longer to brush on the prime yellow jacket and then trowel it on as opposed to just coming in and rolling it with the yeah, foundation yeah, yeah, coating. Yeah. Um, but, you know, again, I, I want to make sure that anything I touch is going to outlast me and anybody who owns that house. So Aqua, Aquablock is, uh, I, th I think if you're not using the Aquablock, you're not really waterproofing up to par. Yeah. Um, blue skin, we may potentially use it on just green concrete. Nice and clean. Uh, I think there's a lot of risks using the blue skin if you don't know how to use it properly. Yep. So I, I, I well, when you get into those kinds of membranes, you better know how to roll. Oh, hundred like percent. You, you and better, clean. yeah. The prep for for those kind of membranes is, and if you get a guy that's kind of lackluster and doesn't give a shit, yeah. Uh, you know, it defeats the purpose. You're, it's, it's you're basically using a really expensive material and then you're installing it improperly. Yeah. It's right. redundant, completely yeah, at that redundant. Point, it's worse off. It, oh, it's wor way worse. You're creating a void in the future. Yeah. And then to, you know, if you got to go and repair a, a membrane like that, to get it off the it's wall where it did it here. Are you at that point, you're grinding it off? like you Yeah, torching it or grinding it. Yeah. It depends on how poorly it was installed. Like if it was installed, if it was installed correctly, but there's like just one little imperfection, I got to grind that off. Yes, There's no yes. way I'm getting it. But if it's one where I can go there in the flap, I can just pull it. I'll just torch it up a little bit, pull it off. If I've got to grind some of it afterward, I'll grind it. But um, It's a bit of a pain. It is. It's a huge pain in the ass, I'll be honest. It, especially if it was done relatively well. It's it's a pain in the ass. And then, you know, the cost for that, for the homeowner, again, is completely different. It's higher. Right? But they have to understand the purpose behind that, of right? Of course. So it's very important. Like everything I do, there, there's a purpose for everything that we're doing there. Everything from and, digging to backfilling. And as much as that, I mean, I guess a lot of trades can look at your trade and think that you guys are just monkeys and you guys are digging in the 100%. dirt. And it's just like, there's nothing that pisses me off more when you spend all that time and effort 
to dig the hole, clean it up, <laughs> prep everything, yep. make sure that all the penetrations are taken care of, any cracks are isolated and sealed properly. You're using all kinds of quality material. You're putting the layers on board. You're putting it on the drainage board, and nothing pisses me off more than that top strip not being straight. Yeah. Oh, like man, it I, annoys the hell out of me. Like, I'm sorry. I know that you think and society thinks that you're a monkey in dirt. Yeah. At that point, when you're doing that final touch of that product, that scope, you are a finished carpenter. I don't. That's give the a only thing that they see. It's the only thing they see. It's the only thing that they see. I'm so anal about it. If I see a wave, it just drives me. I'll tell them to pull it right off the wall. Crazy. Pull man. it right off the wall. Yeah. Pop those three pins out. Pull it. Straighten that out. Don't backfill until that thing's straight. Because even, especially if you're putting the termination strap at the top, if that isn't straight, once that termination strap goes in, that clean finish, that's literally the only thing you see of my scope yeah. of work. Yeah. If it's not straight, it. It's a reflection of what you think the rest is like. 100%. Because if you're doing that half-ass, what, what Regardless if do it was done all properly. That's right. It doesn't matter. Because people see what they see. Yeah. So they... But, you know, like I, I try to keep my clients in the loop as much as possible. So I, I take process pictures of everything from start to finish. And I know, like, you know, I'm sending a client... 12 pictures of like hydraulic cracks and pinholes they, they half half time they don't even really know what they're looking at it's chinese to them it's, it's they completely they chinese get, they just think it's a solid structure it's yep. concrete concrete's concrete that's right ah, no no and I, <laughs> I send it all you know even with our warranty package we send a whole pdf file of the complete process pictures from start to finish and then it's all over my social media wow yeah i feel i feel like it's important for them to i mean a lot of the times sometimes they're not even there are you letting them know that when you're actually still presenting estimates and getting hundred percent? I told them right from the so start. So they they get it. They understand that you go with me. Yep. This is what you're getting. This 100%. is how important it is to me. Because if if they if they've done even just a little bit of homework, they know that the majority of the work, especially if they're at work while I'm my guys are on site, they're not saying anything. But sometimes by the, a twenty foot stretch with three guys, by the time you get home, I'm open and closed already. Yeah. Yeah. You don't you you don't even see it, and sometimes it gets done so efficiently. They're like, "There's no way you dug that." In, in one day. I know. Eh? Well, here's 38 pictures to show you. <laughs> you know what I mean? It, it's, it's, but it also gives them that peace of mind. And I tell them right from the start, you're going to get the warranty package. It's going to be in writing. You're going to get all the pictures, whatever it is that you need. And then it's going to be all over my social media. Don't homeowners realize that this warranty package could be included in their for sale sign? I tell them all the time. I said, how how the value there? The how easy is it going to be for you to sell this home? Yes, for these people to come in and say, "Listen, my basement is dry. I spent twenty three thousand on it four years ago. Here's the warranty, because my warranty is fully the documentation. It's, it's fully transferred. It's everything. It stays with the postal code. Yeah. So you sell your house in five years. You're getting more value for your property right away. So it's kind of like the flip side of that other guy saying, "Listen, can you just do two hundred and fifty dollar crack this it is the flip side. And I'm like, the flip side is that if you actually did it properly, sold your house, you may actually get a lot more for it. I genuinely think dollar for dollar, linear foot per linear foot, you're gonna get more return. Yeah, I agree. On a waterproofed basement, I agree. Than a a new walk-in shower. I agree. You know what I mean? I totally I, agree. I really, really do. And, you know, sometimes when I when I tell customers that it's fully transferable, so are you planning on staying here forever? Whether you're planning on staying here for the rest of your life or you're planning on selling it for five years, either you're going to get 25 years of my warranty 
or the new homeowner is going to get the remaining 20 years of the duration of my warranty. And that's an upsell for you, even your real estate. I tell real estate agents, their mind explodes. Mm. They, they, they're like, wow, that's incredible. Because they're used to Kijiji. They're yeah. used to like Or they're used night. to the, you know, the $300 crack injections that you get one year warranty on. And don't get, I'm, not, I'm not knocking it. Because if they're I done am, right. Because I've seen it in new subdivision homes. Oh, all the t- oh brand new. Brand new homes brand are doing new. that. And I'm like, this makes no sense. It's, it, it, it absolutely makes no sense. You'd, you'd be surprised how many new homes. The concrete aggregates and construction industry is always evolving. With an ever-changing industry, it's crucial to stay up to date on the latest technology and techniques. Come to the Canadian Concrete Expo to keep your skills sharp and upgrade your knowledge to meet the needs of today's market. The Canadian Concrete Expo offers over 40 conference sessions, certification courses, stage presentations, and live large equipment demos all in one convenient location. February 14th and 15th at the International Centre in Toronto. If you haven't looked it up yet, go to the CanadianConcreteExpo.com and sign up for the newsletter to get special show offers direct to your inbox. Are cracked already. If they would have just taken the effort to do it properly, that foundation would have been 100%. poured correctly. 100%. And then it would have been waterproof correctly on the other, instead of the guy that comes along with the spray can and just sprays everything black and yeah. makes it look like it's done. Yeah, yeah. And, you know, there, there's, so many, uh, there's so many lackluster products out there. That great marketing, ama- oh, amazing marketing, but just the longevity of those, and then you know, some I've no. never seen a marketer on job site, never, never. <laughs> you, 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 I, I don't need a marketer on the job site, right? So, I, I don't, I can't take the word of a marketer right. selling me a building material right. for the construction industry because I've never seen a marketer on the job site, that's right. <laughs> and, and you know, odds are the marketer. Doesn't really know what the job site entails to begin with. That's, well, they know on paper. On paper. So they know what a structure is all about. Of course. And they know where, uh, based on the people that develop the product, where yeah. that product should go yeah. in a lab-controlled environment. Yeah. They know all that shit. Yeah. But they don't know anything about boots on the ground and being in that hole. Yeah. Oh, I, I, you see it all the time. <laughs> all the time. But okay, so outside of that, you're still doing other stuff as well too. You're yeah. handling the sump pumps, you're handling all kinds of everything. everything sump pump, that. marine battery backup. Sump pumps one thing that I completely 100% thousand disagree with the building code. Yeah. It makes no sense to me when you said to me that we're going to bring water into the house and yeah. then we're going to pump the water out. Yeah, why? Why? Why, why? not just deal with it right from the start? Reroute the water around the house. That's right. Connect it to your team. Why do I want to bring water? And then now you start developing a whole division where you start charging. I guess plumbers make this money now because mm-hmm. you're bringing in Liberty pumps and yep. the backup battery and then the app enable crap of that course. knows that. Listen, our basement's flooding right now. My app's telling me right now it's yeah. doing that. Yeah. I'm like, you're bringing water inside your structure. Of course. Can we stop at the point of let's not bring water inside the structure? Unless it's a reverse it's waterproof. Interior. Yeah. That's well, a different know, story. I was just talking about it about two weeks ago. I put a story about it. It's it's insane to me that I've had about 10 clients, just potential clients in the last month say, well, okay, you're going to do an exterior, but where are you going to put the sump pump? It's like, but why am I doing a, putting a sump pump in if I'm doing an exterior scope of work? Oh, well, so-and-so from this company and so-and-so from they this They wanted co- a sump pump? No, they, they were suggested that they should. By whom? By a previous waterproofer. Well, so because like if, he's getting a kickback of course. to get it done. So I said it's, it, it's an extra $2,400 in his pocket. It makes no sense. It makes, 
Trust me, zero. homeowners, you do not want a sump pump in your house. No, you you definitely don't. I mean, obviously, if you're doing an interior scope of work, you need that sump pump. Granted, cool, but and underpinning and injector, on, yeah, different story, completely different story, right? But. If you're doing an exterior scope of work, why are you bringing I water into the I house? Don't want the and, water. and sometimes trying to explain that to them, it, it's they're just not grasping the. Well, well, well so and two guys already told me that I need a sump pump. They're getting kickbacks. Yeah. So, but now they think <laughs> that I'm doing lackluster work because I'm not suggesting a sump pump, and I'm saying, listen, I don't want your twenty four hundred extra dollars. Keep that. You don't need the sump pump if I'm doing that's kind of like. Installing a drain in the floor of the kitchen 100%. while you leave the patio door open while it's a thunderstorm. <laughs> What's yeah, exactly that's exactly what it's where's like. the drain in the kitchen, Manny? Because I'm gonna leave the door open when it's raining. Yeah. That makes no sense. Zero sense. How about I get a proper door that's sealed that's and right. then the water won't enter and but, I don't need to install a drain? And now you just saved yourself on a drain and the, the job. The building is code right. is demanding now that you have to have the sump pump. It's almost like ridiculous. I it, it is completely ridiculous. Completely, completely ridiculous. And I I'm don't get me wrong, I, I'm, we're doing 30 interior scopes a year. So I'm installing 30 sump pumps a year. But that's only because I'm, for whatever the case may be, I can't do the exterior scope. But if yeah. I'm doing an exterior that's scope of work, parameter, yeah, right? I'm never, ever, ever suggesting a, a Listen, sump pump. I've, I've done my fair share of really dressing up sump pump caps. Of course. To make it integrate as best as possible. I've done it with the cleanouts as well too. And I've done all that stuff because the homeowner before me, decided to put the sump pump in That's there. Right. But I disagree with a part of the code that tells me that I have to bring water into the house and then I have to pump it out. It makes no and sense. And then you create another problem when we get really nasty cold weather here in Toronto and you'll get it across it the country. It freezes. So then the, what? the actual pipe freezes. Yeah. So now you, you go outside and you're walking and all you see is this beautiful icicle attached to this abs pipe (laughs) and you start wondering hang on a sec that's completely blocked how is it pumping so if it's gonna pump because it will kick in when it hits a certain level 100 just like your toilet tank that's right right um where's the water gonna go yeah oh it's gonna get back in (laughs) and it's gonna burn your pump out pump's gonna fail and you're gonna have to pull the shop overflow of course and then you're gonna flood your basement pull the shop guess what because you brought water into the house for no reason other than someone mandating it in the building code yeah. so i'm gonna completely agree and i will continuously disagree with that bullshit. Oh, i'll forever ever disagree with that being code to bring exterior water into the house to then discharge it outside of the house just keep it outside of the house from the start i know the east end of toronto has major problems with termite infested homes huge yeah huge problem right yeah. and it's just like it it makes no sense like i you you figure out ways to build homes in that area of the city to prevent termites from entering the house. Right. You wouldn't create a gardener to let the termites come in specifically so they can get stuck in a trap. That's right. That makes no sense. It makes to no me. sense. Zero sense. But there's uh, there's a lot of things that just don't make sense to me that I see on a daily basis. In the it, in the basement, like the waterproofing side, or just other parts of the house. Just it, I, I, in my field, especially. Well, I've, yeah. I've been a huge. I can't stand heat recovery stacks. Yeah, yeah, why? Why? I have no. I have a major problem with that. And it's just. I did a test the other day. I was just curious because I had a section exposed, and I I ran ultra hot water like full side on the other side of the shower. Yeah, I ran it, and the stack is maybe six feet away from the shower. Yeah, I touched the ABS. Fine. Like it was cool. It wasn't hot. Yeah. I was like, this principle doesn't fucking make any sense. Yeah, There's a lot of things that just don't make sense. But for me, I think the in my field, 
The thing that does not make sense the most is the lackluster repair on the pinholes for a formed foundation. I agree. And the bringing water in from outside to a sump pump to bring it outside. Your whole job and your whole brand and your whole mindset and what you educate your crew and your potential clients and past clients is about preventing water from entering the home. That's the main focus. Why the fuck do I want to agree with bringing a channel of water (laughs) into the home? I never understood it. And you know, like, you'll see guys, you'll see guys who... The house already has your exterior weeping tiles connected to a T. It's carrying it outside. You'll see guys break up and run exterior weeper into a sump pump pit. I've, I've seen that. And discharge it out. I've seen it. Why? Why? And then it's like, do I even want to touch that? Because now how can I warranty that you have a four-inch weeping tile bringing all of this abundance of water into a pit 30 inches by 30 inches in depth. How can I warranty that? And to all you homeowners that have a basement and you're deciding to renovate that basement Mm -hmm. and there's going to be a specific room, whether it's going to be like your office or a gym or a home theater, whatever. I don't care how well you soundproof it. You're going to hear that sump pump kick in. 100%. 100%. You will. I don't give a shit. Yeah. It's, it's, it's true. you're going to hear it. Yep. You're going to know when it discharges. And don't get me wrong, like there's, there's you know, energy efficient and quieter residential sump pumps, but you're still going to hear that. You're going to hear it. You're still going to hear that. So you have to be fully prepared that, you know, especially if you have a high water table and a spring thaw, that thing's going off every five minutes. So you need to be prepared and, for and that. And eventually it's going to fail. It's going to burn out. It's going to burn, burn out. You have to replace it. And they're not cheap, right? So that's a whole no. other. I just wanted to say that that's what I'm not a fan of it. And yep. I, I mean, it's just, it's interesting how that works. Yep. You, I, I want to go back to, um, you're going into the winter season now. Yep. So it's good that you're going, you've scheduled jobs that are interior now. Yes. But I mean, how many employees you got going on right now? Seven. Seven guys. Yeah. Well, who's the youngest? Who's the oldest? Uh, I'm probably the oldest. I'm okay. 40. Okay. Uh, and then uh, the youngest are those two 18, 19 year old guys. Oh, wow. Young yeah. Bucks. Yeah. Young and Bucks. They've been with you for how long? Uh, Alex, this is his third season. Good for uh, him. But he was, Alex was only working with us uh, during the summer because he was still in school. Yeah. And then he asked me to work full time. I told him, if you don't graduate, you can't come to work full time. So he graduated school, came to work full time. And this will be in March, his second full season. So he's he's he climbing it? up. He loves it. Yeah, he's climbing up the ladder. Uh, and then Sean is eighteen. Uh, he's been with us for about five months. Uh, oh, so he's going into the cold. He's he's going to be the uh, the first. The that's going to be the real test. Now. That's that's the make it or break it. Yeah. Alex already dealt with it last year. Yeah, Sean. But I, the the these two young guys are so driven, and. You know, I th- I think they see the difference in regards to like working at like the grocery store chain, like their friends are part time, but then these guys are working full time, making relatively good money, learning a lot of stuff, learning so much stuff. Yeah. Like, and y- you know, I hear the, I hear I, I, like I hear them talking about, oh, you know, man, I, you know, in in, in a couple of years, I think I'm gonna go buy a beater truck off marketplace, and I'm gonna start trying to take some jobs on, just to make that extra cash money. Of course, and I, that's gratifying for me. That's very gratifying for me. Um, but he also might want to consider working with you too. You can come up with a project and for go, sure. listen, why don't you head this one? You for take sure. care of it. And, and and that's the goal for both of them, yeah. for me. 
just to get their foot in the door to really, really see what this entails. Sooner or later, I'm going to give them the worksheet and I'm not going to be there. Go ahead. Yeah. Go do it. Prove that you can do it. Step up. Step up. Mm-hmm. Take that responsibility, that initiative. And, you know, like initiative for me is huge. Like even if like sometimes I, I know, especially when you first start, like you're waiting for me to dictate what you got to do. But if if I catch you staying busy and just doing something before I dictate to you, hey, go do this. Yeah. It's showing me that you're trying to think ahead. You're trying to stay busy. Your hands aren't in your pockets. Things that things that. I learned the hard way, you know, like, yeah, it, you know, coming up with like the, the older generation, you know. Well, the younger generation, if you just take the mindset of what's Antonio thinking about business wise? Yes. What's rattling in his head? Yes. Business wise. Yeah. We know what's going on site. We yep. know what the scope is. We know all the steps. We know how this starts. We know how this finishes. Yep. But what's rattling around in his head regarding the business, getting the next client, wrapping up the last job. Yeah potential work for next year preparing for the seasons like if they started thinking about all these things they got no time to put their hands in their pockets no they got every time to think about i want to get to that level and i need a person a mentor i need someone like him yeah to guide me down this path like that that the word mentor for me is huge yeah because like you know if there's anything that i can do that doesn't cost me any money and but can potentially help somebody. It's it's mentorship. Just share. It, it's so so important. Uh, that mentorship. You, again, for me, like I, if if any of these guys ever come in ten years and these guys are thriving in business because of something that I taught them, that's a great feeling. Oh, it's that's it's, back to the backfill. It's yeah, it's <laughs> such a euphoric feeling for me. It would be, you know, like yeah. No, I totally know what you're talking it's, about. It's it, it's so important, and it, you know, again, like a lot of people don't care about anybody nowadays, you know, so. If 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 you can, it's still there in construction. In construction, you know, so many people coming up are all oh, construction so cutthroat, and you know, I don't want to see this guy win, and this guy's taking money out of my pocket. But for me, it's such a camaraderie. So I, I've gotten relationships with guys like you know from Tanner Contracting and Property Max Development, and so many other businesses that I would have never even known who these people were. Yeah. And now, like, I'm talking to these guys every day just about stuff that has nothing to do about work. Yeah. You know, so to have, though, to to see that, wow, like, we just want to see everybody win. We want to see everybody eat. There's so much work out there. It's not that cutthroat. Man, you, you younger trades and even older trades that are getting started in the business, you'll just do yourself a really huge service if you actually start making more and more friends. 100%. Because I guarantee you at some point you're going to have your own property and you won't have the knowledge of everything that needs to be done on that property. Right. Yeah. But you're definitely going to want the opportunity to call somebody. 100%. Not that they'll do the work for you, yeah. but a person like yourself, and I'm the same way too, I'll share the information. 100%. And you know, I love it when a homeowner will come and talk to me about something else that they need done while we're there. Mm-hmm. That's not my expertise. And I said, no, I got the guy you can call. Yeah, yeah but you'll recommend somebody that you respect. A, a solid, solid guy. Yes. So then it, it looks good on me. I'm helping this solid guy eat too. And now this solid guy, I know for sure, if they, he's working on a client's house, they have water in the basement. He's like, no, call Antonio. So th- th- that's very important too. Very, very important. Um, but yeah, the brotherhood, is, is it's incredible. It's there. It's there. It's it it there. is there. Unless you're, unless you're a piece of shit and nobody likes you, it's there. But you could also go down that path as well if you want to. 
But I don't encourage that you do it, especially if you're working one of the harder trades, yeah. especially going into the winter months. I yeah. mean, I, I start feeling for the framers, the roofers, the concrete, uh, pouring, you guys. It's rough out there. Hardscaping, landscaping. It's hard nowadays. I know that they're trying to plan, or if not, they're, they're putting on their plow hoist right now and yeah. getting that stuff ready, which is a whole other game. We do, It's always Dude. a crapshoot in Mother Nature how much snow we're going to get. Oh, yeah. If we're going to be profitable this year, we're not going to be profitable. It's just like it's a huge gamble. these are lean months. Months that are like the next four or five months, very lean. They test, yeah, oh yeah. They this test is, you. you know, this is the especially like your first and second winter, yeah. When you first start your business, it's terrifying, yeah. It's absolutely There's so much uncertainty. Oh, it, it's all uncertainty. You're, yeah, you're not even sure if you're going to survive it. No, to to make it to the point where money starts to come in in the spring. Exactly. So you, right. you don't even know if you're going to be able to float to spring. Where you know you're going to start making some money. Which is challenging. It's, it's, it's very challenging. It's terrifying. Um, but if you can get through that, that's, that's half the battle. I got to do 10 questions with you, man. Okay. This has okay. been a great conversation. Thanks so much. I think uh, we covered you. quite a bit, man. I think we did. I think, it was a, I think it was a great conversation. No, I got a lot of respect for what you're doing. I and, appreciate and, it. And, and basically, you're doing it right, which is really important, right? Thank you. So, I appreciate that. Antonio from Aquastop Waterproofing, www.aquastopwaterproofing.com. His phone number is 647-631-4144. you always looking for more work or more employees? Always. Always, always right? Always. And then anybody who's listening and they want it done properly, they can contact you as well, right? Thank so, you. Uh, and his email is aquastopwaterproof at gmail.com. And on IG, it's aqua.stop. Aqua and then on Facebook, aquastopwaterproofing. And then on TikTok, it's aqua.stop. Yep. What everyday sound brings you joy and comfort? Uh, my kids. How old are they? Uh, my oldest will be 13 next month. And my youngest will be three in April. Both boys? Both boys, Antonio and Adriano. Nice. Yeah. Uh, what's your favorite beverage? <laughs> Espresso, <laughs> water, which sounds so lame, and probably no. Red Bull. Red Bull. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> what is your least favorite tool? Oh, the jigsaw. The jigsaw, yeah, eh? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. It's, uh, it's hard to be that meticulous sometimes. <laughs> it's all about the blade. That's right. It's true. all about the blade. True. What turns you on creatively? Uh, music. I think Any music. genre? Or? Uh, all genres. Really, yeah? Yeah, music is very important. Country? I'll I'll listen to a few country here All and the there. All the new auto tune crap th these days, or no what? that that stuff, no, okay. uh, you know, but music <laughs> definitely. What word or concept do you find overused these days? Uh, I'm offended. That That's offends true, me. Eh? I'm so offended. Everybody's offended about up. everything. Every day, somebody offends That's me. That's right. Nobody owes you anything shit, in life, man. That's right. What's your favorite curse word? I think the good old go fuck yourself always works for me. <laughs> <laughs> it's almost like capital. Yeah, you know. What's your favorite vehicle? Uh, 1986 Cadillac Sedan DeVille, dark blue. Ooh. That was my first car ever. Coupe? Uh, four door. Four door. Yeah. Big, big, big beast. Dark blue, digital dash. Got a huge trunk. Huge trunk. Huge trunk, huge hood. Huge hood. They don't make cars like it. It's funny no. you bring that up because I just saw, I saw a similar one and I was like, I missed the way they make cars before. Yeah, I do. You know, I that, totally that was my first it. car ever. Yeah. It was, I loved it. What color blue? Dark blue. Dark blue. Dark navy blue. Plush seats. Digital dash. Yeah, it's like sofas. <laughs> yeah, that's amazing. They were sofas, it's man. Incredible. <laughs> incredible. <laughs> what do you miss from your childhood? Uh, I miss my grandfather in the garage. Just tinkering away. Yeah, working. You know, listening. That's what they did. Yeah, listening to the radio, fixing everything and anything. AM, yeah. FM radio with yeah. an antenna. Yeah. I know. Yeah, with a recliner in the garage. I know. Oh, I, just, I, know. I miss it. 
That's a nice one. I like that yeah, one. Thank you. If you could master a skill outside of your own expertise, what would it be? Uh, I think carving out of stone. It's hard. Oh, it's, it looks so hard, but it would be so gratifying to do something amazing out of stone like that. It's hard, but yeah. uh, everything's all CNC nowadays yeah. and computerized, yeah. but something about a, a person doing it. Chipping that. Chipping away at that, it's right? Insane. Something about insane. that. Uh, last question: If heaven exists, well, uh, if heaven exists, what would you like to hear God say when you arrive at those pearly gates? Uh, your family has been waiting for you, and your kids on earth will be taken care of. Nice man, absolute pleasure having you on the Thank show. You. Thank you, so much for making the time. I know you got to rush and get back on the job site. Yeah, no, you, got, yeah. you got what three of them going on right now? I got two open currently, and yeah. uh, we'll be opening up another one tomorrow. Nice, nice. We got I want to thank you. I totally forgot. Thank you for the Christmas tree. Yeah, I really no, appreciate that. No problem. No, no that's problem. nice. That was very nice of you to bring that tree. I mean, I'm going to leave it there for the rest of the season. I hope so. Yeah, I hope it so thrives. It's there. No, but Antonio, absolute pleasure. Thank, thank you so you, much. Likewise. I wish you all the best, and love to stop by. I'll stop by your job site one day and check it out. Please, anytime. And that's it. Meet the guys and meet their what's going on. Just anytime. Right. So you're welcome. Anytime. It was. I'm honored that you even allowed me to be part of something like this. I no, I respect it. you. So I reached out and I was like, come on the show, man. Let's Thank just, you. We'll talk shop. I'll call anytime you want me back. I'm here. Oh, no, you're more than welcome to come back anytime. I love man. you, man. That's we'll get amazing. you back in the spring when things are kind of picking up again and it's yeah. getting warmer. Yeah. And the hoodies are coming off. Yeah, and, yeah. and no more hot coffees. I'll bring stuff. you I'll bring you a t-shirt next <laughs> time. Totally. Whenever you're sure. ready, man. 100%. Thanks, Antonio. Thank you so We're much. We're out of here, Angelina.